Welcome to the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss travel in South Africa and beyond for persons with disabilities and special needs with our host, Lois Strachan. Join us as we share inspiring stories of people who travel, exciting, accessible travel experiences, and showcase service providers who will accommodate those with special needs. And now, on with the show. everyone and thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. This episode is something of a conclusion to our last episode. Firstly, we're finishing off the interview with Dr. Marlene LaRue, CEO of Artscape Theatre in Cape Town, South Africa. Then, in our service provider spotlight, we're going back to Epic Enabled the tour company we featured last time, and focusing on one of their facilities, the Epic Guest House. As always, we'd love to hear from you, so please drop us an email on podcast at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za. And remember, you can find us on our social media at Accessible South Africa or at Twitter at AccessibleSA. And now, let's go back to that interview with Marlene LaRue. We're here at Artscape Theatre, as we said, talking to the CEO, Marlene LaRue, talking about how the Artscape Theatre is working to make the arts accessible to persons with special needs and inclusive of all people at all times. Marlene, once again, thank you for joining us. If we can get back to what we were talking about in terms of the arts being accessible and the steps you've put into place, can we talk very briefly about the Ability Arts Festival and the work being done by the Unmute Dance Company? I think, first of all, I would like to say, again, I'm extremely privileged to be in this position, and I see myself as a facilitator. And I call Artscape a breathing space for all. And when you talk about a breathing space for all, you need to look at human rights for everybody. This including all artists. And especially in South Africa, we concentrate a lot on race. But disability, and artists with disabilities, has not even featured on the agenda of, of, of politicians or even in parliament, if I can be very honest. So for me, my passion is to make it an exclusive space for all people from every corner of the province. So it is about rural as well. It's a combination. So I use where I come from. The inclusive space is also about providing our expertise to every genre within the art sector. So I don't see artists with disability as separate from other artists. It's just making the priority to mainstream artists with disabilities. Because what is the arts? The arts is about showcasing abilities all the time. It must be a beautiful body. It must be It's most people come and experience entertainment. I was selected at that time 
to be an Indra Party because I'm a very proud woman, black woman with a disability. And I had a voice. And we never had music as a subject as black uh, children. So it was a privilege for me. It was actually to go to UCT, to go on audition, to be an opera singer. Got to UCT, got accepted. When I got there, the professor said, what are we going to do with this little black girl who is disabled? So I was refused entry. So I was refused because of my race, being a woman and being disabled. And for me, it is so important to, and the arts did a lot to me for my humanity, for my dignity and confidence. I continued to sing that time. So how can I bring this experience into artscape to say, how are we going to make it accessible? And when I got the job to be the facilitator, the first thing was to look at the school's arts festival and to go to every single special needs school to say, we are not going to have a special needs festival for schools who have special needs. You're going to be part of the three-week schools arts festival. And you're going to perform with every school. And that was the platform to start Unmute Arts Ability Festival. Because in that way, the theatre then started to think. My colleagues then realised when the school for physical special needs, we need to be accessible for wheelchairs. It's not just about ramps. How is the wheelchair going onto the stage? Yes. And what are we going to do when Philia, who is for cerebral palsy, how are we going to look at dignity for the child who has cerebral palsy? For the school, for the blind, with the music instruments, how is this children going to be learners who is going to be treated equally? But they have special needs. So I talk about equity and equality. With equity, I need to know that my staff at Artscape needs to be trained to be able to assist the blind artist to be dignified on that stage. Not just to be audience members, but to be ordered to get all that access to technical staff, sound, lights, everything. So you are treated as an artist, but you have special needs before you go onto that stage to perform. And that is what we see too. And that is a very important thing. So social cohesion, we take a step further. So the model that we're using, even with the arts, the inclusivity, we not just talk about race, black or white or Indian or colored. We take this ability and we say, we first look at the child with a disability and we say, is this theater accessible for a child with a disability? Yes. And that child is rural. That child is black. That child has a disability. Do our policy caters and implementation do our staff are they trained to be able to make that patron or artist feel dignified in the space so what we look at i've then developed my research an inclusive model for empowerment 
It's a global shift to look at political agendas to be inclusive. So a space like this as Artscap, an institution that's a state institution, can't just look at inclusivity narrow-minded. It should look at inclusivity much more broader. And that is where we look at flowing from gender, disability activism, political activism in a framework of an inclusive model. Now, what do I mean with that? It's very important. The Arts Ability Festival, it's an ability festival and the priority, it's artists with disability. But it's also inclusive festival so that artists with disability is not just playing or singing or doing dramas or dancing for parents who have children with disabilities or playing for patrons who are disabled. The ability of an artist should be experienced by mainstream patrons as well. Why is it so important? Because then politicians or policymakers are never going to put us first when they're going to make policies. Otherwise, we're only going to play for ourselves. It's going to be like the apartheid system. Whites for whites, colors for colors, Indian for Indians, and black for blacks. Disability should learn from what the apartheid system did with segregation. We must not segregate. We need to look at mainstreaming artists. You are an artist first before you have a disability. That's so true. I don't want to refer to an opera singer as blind. Mm. She's an opera singer. Yes. She has the ability to sing. And if she's a bad opera singer, I mustn't cast her. She's, <laughs> she's got a bad voice. Yes. Because the audience are paying a ticket to come and listen to an opera singer, not to a blind opera singer. Yes. Because we don't want pity. We don't, we want the inclusive experience of an artist. You happen to have a physical disability. It's it's so true that in fact the the I'm losing my words. Um, the message that we are we're giving is that we want to be treated the same and equally, and that means we want to be taken on our own merits, despite or immaterial of our of our our disability. So that is why, for me, the model that I apply to institutions and what I apply here, it's the first because of the task team and what we have our interaction. It's an inclusive model of disability moves beyond existing models of disability within a primary focus on accessible and very important flexible transport. It's important stuff for us. It promotes an inclusive approach towards the whole person. And that whole person, it's resilience. It is confidence. It is creativity. 
its imagination, it is self-determination, it's confronting fear and anxiety, it is social participation, it is embodiment of self, it is positive, and I want to say this, positive identity, freedom of choice, skills and abilities, emotional support, human rights, care and rehabilitation is also important. I need a brace. I need my caliber to be able to be active, to be able to be equal. A blind person needs your guide dog in order to have your freedom of choice. So we need to say to ourselves, these are our needs that we can't change. But the world needs to identify with us and make it accessible for us. So freedom of choice is important. Adequate education. Curriculum should not just be stereotyping. It should not be that there is just caregivers at the schools. Curriculum should focus on science, should focus on arts, and not just about the stereotyping of we're going to be in workshops. We should be scientists, we should be doctors, we should be artists, we should be singers, we should be dancers. And it should non-confirming of social stereotypes. And that is why this social and economic inclusion that my model is a ticking box that we are persons of whole. And that is why the Arts Ability Festival should embody this model. That's a wonderful vision to have. I participated in this year's, um, the last 2017's Arts Ability Festival, and it was an amazing experience. And I'm loving what I'm hearing about the vision to grow it and take it from strength to strength according to a very inclusive model. I would like to say is that we need to move the medical model. It's extremely important because we need our medical care. Social model, extremely important. Integration model, important. The empowerment model, but one thing that is missing is to have fun. Yes, that's very, it's very true. Is to yeah. go to a disco, is to be able to socialize with teenagers, to be able to interaction, because to be able to function fully at a workplace, you need to have social skills. And where do you get social skills? Is to go out, to mingle with teenagers. And one of the visions that I have for this facility, Artscape, is to have a social club. Once we, a month. Maybe we can look a little bit in more detail about the social club and what your plans are. The social club should be that we use a rehearsal room, for instance, and we transform it in a disco because this place is accessible. It has lifts, it, doesn't, it has ramps, it's got signage, and you come and you say you sign up to be part of the social club and what you're coming to do is to have a drink, is to dance and we forget about just like any normal teenager, I want to say we're just mm -hmm. teenager, and to meet loved ones, to meet friends, and to get where you are stuck currently 
in your home because you don't have transport to meet other young people. And this is for me that will make us much more with positive identity and embodiment. It's such a true concept that it won't matter how much Artscape is inclusive unless the other systems within which you're operating meet that same level of accessibility, including the transport system, the social systems, and and that type of thing. Everything has to work together. Otherwise, you are an inclusive space for the arts that can't be reached and accessed by people. And that is exactly that. So in order for incentives should be given, we should not just be looking at dial a ride because dial a ride is a very specific um, transportation for persons with disability. We should look at my city, where it's mm-hmm. operating from. We should look at Golden Arrow Bus Company. Where does that operating from? Is it accessible? We should meet with an integrated system with the ordinary taxis from the township that operates to get that going so that the transport boards should have persons with disabilities sitting on the transport boards to speak to the taxi drivers and say, to, so it is a social mindset that needs to change. So when I go to London, all the bus drivers, all the taxi drivers are being trained. And your social card that you have of disability gives you access to a ride to come. And that access, you can report the driver to government if the driver doesn't give you access to that particular public transport. And these are the shifts. So I'm just using Ask Him to get my foot in the door to say, if the political power, because I use my position to change things, and I use my position to change persons with disability and the elderly to come in this place and to be treated with dignity, it should happen with every institution and transport as well. I love that vision and it's it's such an amazing idea and concept and it's one that is workable, it's one that is doable. If I can tell you, a few years ago, this place was inaccessible. Yes. Everybody thought it's not going to work, even the persons with disabilities. Even the network of disabilities thought it is not going to work. If there's willpower, if we can put a smile on our face, if we say, and if you take people along with you and not be angry and say you have education to do because the person that's going to assist you perhaps is not a person that knows anybody with a disability, but it's your attitude, the way you're going to approach people in order to make the spaces and the government accessible for your needs and that is extremely important your attitude in life is going we must always remember the world don't cater for persons with disabilities we as persons with disabilities unfortunate needs to educate the world in order to make the world accessible for us 
Marlene, can I ask that you share some of the contact details? If people are listening to this and they say, I want to go to Artscape, I want to find out more, how can they find out how to get in touch with Artscape? Our box office always can be informed. It's 021-410-9900. That is box office. You can go on our website, www.artscape.co.za. And you can, when you need to book at our box office, you always say your disability. You can say what your needs are and we will have our front of house ready for you to come to this particular space. I must tell you, I've been to Artscape a number of times over the past few months on my own or with my guide dog. And each time the responsiveness of the staff here and the ability and willingness to assist has been fantastic. And I'd really like to commend you and your team on the work that you're doing here at Artscape. Marlene, thank you so much for joining us here on the Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. Do you have any final words to share with our listeners? My viewpoint is always when you are alive and you breathe, you must take every opportunity. But also I want to say it's not easy. And I want to recognize it. It's not easy. But we do have at our disposals, we have technology. We have a telephone sometimes. But also is to connect with your local community, with your neighbors, with your family, and to become assertive and not to be the victim. That concludes our interview with Marlene LaRue. We'd like to thank Marlene for meeting with us in person and for sharing her insights on inclusion and accessibility. Now it's time for the Service Provider Spotlight. Last time, we featured Epic Enabled, a tour company who offer a range of exciting South African travel experiences for travelers with special needs. This time, we're focusing on one of their facilities, the Epic Guest House. Situated in Nurtuk, at the foot of the famous Chapman's Peak, and at the end of the scenic coastal drive along the coast of Cape Point, the Epic Guest House has four accessible rooms with roll-in showers and other facilities that can accommodate the needs of travelers in a wheelchair. The Epic Guest House is also situated near shops and other facilities. To find out more about the Epic Guest House and to see some photographs, please go to the Accessible South Africa website and look for Epic Guest House under the Accommodation tab. As always, we suggest you contact them directly to ensure that they can accommodate your specific needs. And now, as we get to the end of this episode, the Accessible South Africa Travel Team wish you happy travels. That's it from us for this time. You can find Accessible South Africa on the web at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za or on Facebook and Instagram 
at Accessible South Africa or on Twitter at Accessible SA. You can also email us at podcast at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za. Editing by Deirdre Gower. Our theme music is by Louis Chichao, based on a motif by Lois Strachan. Credits read by Andre Latoy, the big positive guy. Thanks for joining us on Accessible South Africa Travel Podcast. We'll see you next time. And until then, happy travels.